this is The Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that The Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com. D E B B I M A C K. Dot com under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. Hi, everyone. Today, our guest is a writer with one of the coolest jobs anyone on the show has had. He's an airline pilot. And his proverbial second act is as a crime writer. Author of the novel Paper Wings, it's my great pleasure to have with me today, Les Abin. Hi, Les. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Debbie. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I wanted to touch on First, um, your previous experiences in writing for the trade publication Flying Magazine. You weren't entirely a newcomer then to the world of writing and publishing before your novel came out, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I've been writing for Flying Magazine uh, now as a columnist for, uh, I guess, 18 years. So, uh, yeah, I was familiar with writing stories. Um, you know, the stories I write for Flying Magazine is a little bit different their actual experiences. And, uh, you know, I just try to convey some insight to the general public, to the flying public, and uh, more particularly to general aviation pilots. Hmm. That's very interesting. So the audience for that magazine is general aviation pilots. For the most part, unless you include mom and dad. So, yeah. <laughs> and did you write about your experiences as a pilot? I do. I do. And oftentimes, you know, if it's not my experiences, it's other folks' experiences or something that I'd like to highlight about the industry, but primarily my experiences. That's really fantastic. It was a great training ground for you, I would think. It was, and honestly, it was, um, it, this is sort of a segue to where I get to the book. Um, the, the, the objective was for me to um, get some notoriety about, so I could go move forward with a novel, which has always been a goal of mine since I was young. And uh, I sort of got sidetracked with Flying Magazine. Um, you know, I sent in some unsolicited articles and so on and so forth. And, and the, uh, the editor-in-chief was looking for somebody at that very time. So uh, it worked out very good. And, and uh, he wanted me to continue. He said, most airline pilots can only write one uh, article. Um, I'll tell you what, if you can write another one, you might have a little bit of a future. And, and uh, well, the rest is history. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Wow, that's really fantastic. And it's a wonderful demonstration, kind of like a case study of how one person got into writing a book for publication, because you've trained yourself through writing these stories for the magazine. Um, it's something for people to think about, I think. It, it, it's It's been very helpful, and it's been a great, great experience. And I, actually, the most gratifying thing to me, as as probably you as a writer and screenplay writer, is is that somebody enjoys it or somebody is motivated uh, to move forward uh, with my career. 
uh, I've, I've, some of the best moments I've had is somebody taking me aside and saying, because of you and the columns that you, you presented, um, I moved ahead with my career as an airline pilot. So that's very gratifying to me. That's, that has to be a wonderful feeling. Um, you were on CNN. What was that experience like? <laughs> well, it was like drinking through a fire hose. Um, you know, for me to get to that point was kind of an interesting story from the standpoint of um, uh, somebody from CNN uh, op-ed had contacted my editor-in-chief and said, hey, can we use this guy uh, to, to write about? There was a subject matter uh, that they wanted me to write about, and I developed a relationship. And uh, when Malaysia 370, MH370, disappeared uh, now, what, six years ago, I guess, um, they asked me to uh, if I would go and, and go on camera. And I said, I don't work very well with cameras, um, but, you know, maybe some other time. And the editor-in-chief of CNN op-ed said, no, we'd really like to get you on camera. And then the rest is history. I showed up in Manhattan, got lost downtown, uh, got to my chair at about five minutes prior to uh, airtime, I was told to look into this black thing called a camera and, and screen and, and talk to the uh, interviewer at the time was Don Lemon. And, uh, you know, years later, I'm still doing it, so. <laughs> wow, that's really something. Um, how did you learn to fly? Well, I'm not sure I've learned yet, but I'm um, doing the best I can, uh, even <laughs> after 27,000 hours. Honestly, that's something that, uh, you know, that, that those of us that uh, are consummate professionals say. We're always learning. There's always some new experience that we haven't had, even with the amount of time that uh, those of us as airline pilots have had. But, uh, um, you know, I, I began when I was a kid. Um, I think I sat in my mother's lap in a sailplane in Elmira, New York. And that uh, really sparked the interest. But what really moved me ahead was a certificate I received when I was six years old. And the uh, certificate said that I had flown aboard American Airlines with my spirited mother, uh, who had taken me out of the cockpit, and said 20 years from that date, I could appear for an interview. And I said, okay. And that was the end of that. And, and I, uh, I took them seriously. And, and unfortunately, 20 years from that date, we had a bunch of my colleagues on, on uh, uh, or my future colleagues were, were on uh, furlough, but uh, I did get a, an interview of sorts. And, and uh, well, once again, the rest is history. And 34 mm. years later, um, you know, there I am okay. as an airline pilot, retired airline pilot now. Um, when did you actually start writing fiction seriously with the intent to be published? Uh, when I was in first grade, actually. Uh, I don't know if I had the intent of having it being published at that time, but I wrote a... Uh, a little short story about an experience I had with my sister trying to get a snake, a big black snake in, in the bo in a box and uh, presented it to my first grade teacher. And, and I wish I could recover that story. It's got to be somewhere. But uh, that was, that's kind of when I started and when I enjoyed writing. When did you start to do it as an adult, I guess, as a pilot? Uh, as a pilot? Um, well, the time that I kept pushing myself to say, hey, let, let's, let's make this novel goal happen. Um, and that was probably shortly after September 11th. Um, mm -hmm. I decided to write uh, some various stories, uh, nothing to do with September 11th at that particular time. But, um, you know, I, I just said, let's pick a subject matter that I know a little bit about. And, and, I, and that's when I did the unsolicited uh, um, uh, column to, to Flying Magazine. 
And then from there, I chased a lot of squirrels, uh, one of them being my career. And uh, I said, you know what, let's, let's move this ahead. And, and then uh, uh, eventually, I got to be thankful to CNN and uh, because it, it, uh, it brought me an agent and said, why don't you write something? And I said, well, guess what? That's what I've been trying to do. And, and uh, it got me into the publishing world. So That's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about Paper Wings. What's the story about? Well, it's it's I call it a mystery suspense whodunit thriller. Um, there, there's some crime in it, um, germane to what what uh, what your podcast is about and and what your readers have. Um, it it in, it incorporates uh, all of those aspects into uh, sort of an aviation environment without getting into the weeds, without getting technical. Uh, you know, for the average intelligent reader. Uh, to to understand and I, I I'm trying to make it a universal appeal, but like I do with the magazine columns, I'm giving you insight in, into the professional airline career. Um, some of it's not pretty. Um, some of it's stuff I've experienced. Some of it's based on things I've experienced or other folks have experienced. And um, I'd like to continue it as a series. And and my objective is to to make it a series, sort of the cold cases of um, airline accidents or aviation accidents, I should say, because it won't always be about necessarily airline accidents, although I'm much more familiar with that. But I'm also a general aviation pilot too, so we own, we own a small airplane and, and, uh, and that's the world that I started in in order to get to the career that I had for 34 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I was gonna say that you do a great job of including technical terms and details with out really overusing jargon or over relying on it and bogging the pace down. So how do you manage to strike that balance between including terms and and so forth and keeping the plot moving? Well, making it understandable for the average reader. Sure. Um, I, I, my outlook is always, as it has been with the magazine, that I, that I have intelligent readers. And that if I incorporate some jargon that might be a little bit on the technical, something that wouldn't be in everyday use, then I incorporate it into a paragraph or a sentence where if you don't really understand it, you, you understand how it's being used. And, and that's how I try, try to make it rather than referring people to an appendix per se, because uh, that just bogs down a, a novel. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'd much rather understand it in context. And I have to say, you did a great job. I mean, I just started your book and it's hard for me to put down <laughs> simply because you, know, I, I, you throw in that uh, you know, occasional acronym or technical term, but it's like, I know what's going on. And you, know, you feel the immediacy of the uh, situation that this pilot is in, which I won't talk about. But I will say that it's exciting. You have a very nice, exciting beginning. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you have a favorite author or one who's inspired your work most? Well, I would say as a child, my favorite author was uh, was Rod Searle. Um, I got to meet him personally when I was, oh, wow. uh, I, was I think it was 15 or 16. Um, and, and I always admired uh, the surprises of his story, Twilight Zone and Night Gallery were always favorites of mine. Um, that was kind of the genre I liked when I was when I was younger. 
Um, and Stephen King, there's some aspects to Stephen King that I, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for. Um, you know, his genre obviously is, is uh, sort of the spookiness aspect, although he's, he's written a lot of other stuff. But um, those were the two that I sort of uh, aspired. And now present day, Nelson DeMille. I, I think he has a tremendous handle on dialogue. I just, it, it's, you can almost read a Nelson, Nelson Bill uh, uh, excerpt in dialogue that just, you, you don't need any other settings. He just does a tremendous job. And I, I, I aspire to, to be able to, to do that. Interesting. Um, you've also adapted your novel into the screenplay for a TV pilot. Now, she says with a knowing smirk, as one who also writes screenplays, and not those aren't produced yet, um, I must ask, whatever on earth possessed you to do that? <laughs> she laughs. Uh, well, it was always sort of written, you know, as a potential movie. We all have that dream as aspiring authors. Um, but I had a friend of mine that's, that's semi-connected in Hollywood, and, and he read it, and he was very enthusiastic, and he happened to be, um, we hadn't crossed paths in many, many years. Um, and, and he uh, went on to the entertainment industry beyond just being a, a, a pilot. And uh, so he said, you know, you wrote a screenplay. I said, well, I, possibly. And he, so he started to get me enthusiastic about it. And uh, we started to, col uh, to to collaborate a little bit with other folks, uh, and we were trying to come up with who would, who could write the screenplay. And I had never had experience in it, and you know, it's a it's a whole different jargon. It's a whole different way of writing. It's 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 novel shorthand, as 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 you well know. And I took it as another challenge, like I would with flying, like I would with with, with the columns. And I said, let me try to do this, and I really started to enjoy it. So. It's, it's not a completed work yet. Um, I do have the, a pilot done, but uh, that's about as far as I've gotten at this point in time. Hmm. Uh, I, could, I could talk probably about all sorts of things related to that. Um, I was gonna ask you if you have any idea of what the series Bible would look like or where the um, episode would ultimately lead. Do you have like a, a story engine for the of the series? Yeah, I do. And I, I mean, I, I have a protagonist that I always want to maintain. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there, I don't, you may not have got to the point where you've met um, sort of the, uh, I wouldn't call him an antagonist, but uh, he, he's, he's a good part of the story. So there'll be recurring characters. Um, but at the end of the day, I want people to, you know, just because he's an airline pilot, um, the, the protagonist, I want people to be able to relate, understand that um, there's flaws uh, like, like all of us and um, uh, it, relationships, whatever it is. But I also want to provide that insight, like I mentioned before, to, to, to our profession um, in a way that, that makes it fun and entertaining. You know, I want you to go, uh, go to Florida, go to the beach and, and, and put the book down and, and, and maybe get a little bit of something out of it in addition to just having fun and, uh, and being entertained. But at the end of the day, uh, like for instance, my next novel um, is gonna be called, uh, uh, unless I change it slightly, it's gonna be called Tarnished Wings. And uh, it's gonna be about a pilot that be very relatable to some folks um, and, and to try to uh, 
uh, bring that uh, forward to possibly, you know, as a book series for sure, but as a screenplay, um, you know, uh, forward more in the, in the series part, if that makes sense. Is that the uh, book that you just mentioned, The uh, Tarnished Wings, is that part of a series that starts yes. with Paper Wings? Okay. Yes, that's, that's so you'll have those yeah. characters. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't have enough. Um, it, yeah, I've been chasing some squirrels, so, you know, like most writers, <laughs> um, we're really good at that, and, and, uh, but, but I have the outline. And, and uh, the, way I, the, the way I craft a story um, whether it's a column, whether it's the book, is I know what the beginning is and I know what I want the end to. And, and I like to work and, and have fun. And as probably you do as well, Debbie, you like to work. Uh, sometimes it starts to write itself, especially the characters. And that's kind of the way I like to work. And I start with a structure and then sometimes we do away with that structure. Exactly. Yeah, I am very big on structure but I'm also very big on deviating from it where I need to. Absolutely. So, um, uh, let's see. Do you think you'll continue to do both uh, books and screenplays? I do. I, I, you know, by theory, I should have the time being retired. Um, but I, I do really want to get back into it because I, I, I enjoy it. And uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, I think everyone has at least one horror story about air travel in them. I'd like to hear your side of this. Do you have any kind of travel horror story, quote unquote, so to speak? Well, you know, pilots are strange people to ask that question, especially airline pilots, because, you know, we've all had some, some moments where you know, we, we got to pay attention to what's going on and, and we've had some emergencies and so on and so forth, but that's part of our job. You know, your husband's a firefighter, you said. Um, same with him. I'm sure he doesn't come home with all, with his stories all the time. For me, the, the stories that, that are annoying and uncomfortable are making passengers uncomfortable, whether it be turbulence, whether it be inconvenience as far as getting them to their destinations, um, you know, or the fact that I can't get a first-class pa passenger that paid good money their espresso because the machine is down in the, in the airplane. Um, you know, those are things that, uh, that, that make us feel uh, that we're not doing the job uh, for our customers. Uh, so I don't know if that really answers your question, but that's, that's sort of where I'm at with that. Well, that, that's a good enough answer as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Doing your job well is something that always feels good. And um, being a good pilot uh, sounds like it involves a lot in terms of keeping track of things. I had the privilege of working with some very, very consummate professionals that took a lot of pride in their work. And, um, you know, that's, that's the environment um, that, that I spent almost four decades with. And, and it's, it's very, it's, it's a gratifying experience, you know, even if you didn't get along personality wise with a, with a particular pilot, because you spend a lot of time in a tight little area with, with these folks, um, they wanted to be polished. And, and one of their big, one of our big themes was we knew there were people behind us and, and that was the most important thing to us. You know, even though it may not sound like it, 
um, you know, that we're just taking passengers along for the ride. We, we are very conscious of our, our customers back there. And, and uh, I can say that for um, the vast majority of, of the colleagues I spent time with. Well, as someone who has been on many a plane, I appreciate people who can fly them and who can take care of us while you guys are flying them. Because that must be real tough work for everybody sometimes. Um, in any case, um, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that you'd like to mention? Uh, no, I just, uh, I, I, I hope that uh, people come more to your, to your podcast and I hope that, that, that I being here can, can help that. And I, um, I just, uh, you know, for myself personally, it would be great if folks would uh, take a look at paper wings and don't get uh, scared away from the, sta from the standpoint that, uh, you know, it's an airline pilot writing about a potentially technical um, subject matter. It's, it's, I, I, I smooth that out. I want people to have fun with it and uh, identify with, with, with some of the characters and, and enjoy some of the sort of the dark humor or the, uh, the, the dry humor that, that I've been exposed to for all the years that I've been a pilot. Well, as somebody who used to practice law and wrote about, wrote a mystery that involved zoning law, um, I didn't get very technical, but I, I wrote about it in a way that emphasized the conflicts. So I can appreciate what you're saying totally. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. But thank you very much for being on, Les. I really appreciate your being here. Well, I appreciate the invitation, Debbie. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And um, everyone out there, don't forget, please check out the Crime Cafe eBooks the nine book set and the short story anthology, which along with my Patreon page, you can find on my website, debbymack.com. I have another special offer running for the Patreon page. Part of it involves getting a free copy of my own box set, Law Can Be Murder, which is three novels in one ebook. So when you take advantage of special offers, you get access to the special offer plus anything that comes at the tier at which you became a contributor. So that includes free copies of the Crime Cafe books and lots of other perks. So don't miss it. And with that, I'll just say thanks for listening. Our next guest will be Denny Griffin. And I'll see you in two weeks. In the meantime, happy week.